Chatters, chatties, welcome home for a Great American Chat, a podcast where we chat about Great American Media. I'm Chad Maurice, and even though Christmas is over, I still have Christmas in my heart. And today we are chatting about Christmas movies. Today we're going to chat about a royal date for Christmas and Christmas in Maple Hills. But we, before we get into those, we have some great American media news to talk about, as some good and some bad, some sad, actually. Actor Christian Oliver, who played the wrong boyfriend in the movie An English Estate, which the network premiered last February, he was killed in a plane crash along with his two daughters, who were only 10 and 12 years old. So those poor girls, they didn't even get to experience life. So yeah, this happened, I think, on January 4th, I believe, on some exotic location like the Caribbean or somewhere, some exotic island or something. He was flying over the ocean and the plane crashed into the ocean. So that's sad. I feel bad for his family. Some good news, though. County or Great American Family announced they are going to start a series called County Rescue. And it premieres on Great American Pure Flicks on February 16th, and it's going to premiere on Great American Family on February 17th. There are five episodes in the first season, and it is, about, it is an action-adventure medical drama about an EMT in training. So that's exciting. So look for that next month on February 17th. I don't know how long each episode is going to be. I'm guessing probably an hour but I don't know for sure. And then they also announced that they're going to start mystery movies. I guess a series of mystery movies. They haven't announced yet what those movies are going to be. I think that announcement should come within the next few days. And I'm guessing that one of those mystery series is going to be the Abigail Mysteries because they already aired one of those movies. And I heard a rumor that they were going to air more. So that's probably going to be one of them, but we'll have to wait and see what the other ones are. Now let's get into a royal date for Christmas. This one premiered on November 25th, stars Danica McKellar and Damon Runyon, it's directed by Bradley Walsh and written by Kara Russell. This is the story of Bella. She owns a boutique which is having financial problems. She has a dream of owning a mobile styling truck so she can travel the world and fit people with clothes. She tells her coworker Meredith how much she enjoys styling the women at the senior center. And Meredith tells her, one day you will meet your prince. And little does Meredith know, in walks Stefan. And I know his name is pronounced uh, Stefan, I think, but I like to say Stefan. <laughs> so he is a Duke from Europe who is in the country to host a Christmas lunch. He is staying at his family's estate called Tangford House, a place he hasn't visited in seven years because his girlfriend wouldn't let him. His airline lost his luggage, so he needs clothes to wear. So he goes into Bella's clothing boutique and he lays down his credit card and tells her to deliver clothes to this address. So she drives an hour and a half, leaves a garment bag hanging on his front door, then drives an hour and a half back home. 
So she, so she drives three hours and she didn't even get inside. He opens the garment bag and sees a onesie with reindeer antlers. He goes back to the store the next day and asks her out for coffee. And then he says, I want you to be my plus one to a bunch of events that I have to attend this week. Business meetings, lunches, dinners. He said he RSVP'd to all these events that he would have a guest with him. But he told his manservant that his breakup with his girlfriend was in the tabloids. So everyone already knows. So I don't know why he can't go to these events alone. Because if it was in the tabloids, they would expect him to show up alone. But if he goes alone, they wouldn't have a movie. Because she has to go with him. So the first event is a party that Bella shows up at in this red dress. And she finds out that Stefan is a duke who doesn't like photographs because of all the fake headlines that the tabloids have written about him recently. The next event is a Christmas pancake breakfast where Stefan gives a speech and gets maple syrup. After the breakfast, they build a snowman because Stefan has never built one. He's goofing around and scaring Bella and playing with the snowman's arms. But his fun is ruined when he sees a photographer taking a picture of him. He gets all mad and he says, that's it. We're out of here. Let's go. Bella convinces Stefan that he needs a Christmas tree. So they go and cut one down on the Tankford property. Then we get a funny scene here where they're out in the middle of the woods, sitting at a table and drinking hot chocolate that his manservant brought to him. Bella tells Stefan about her dream of having a mobile styling truck. He gives another speech at a luncheon. He decides to cancel the Christmas lunch he was going to host due to people canceling because they don't want to be associated with him and all his bad publicity that he is getting in the tabloids in Europe. Bella says, forget the lunch. Throw a Christmas party at the Tangford house and invite people that you know here in America. Stefan says it won't work. The only room big enough for a party would be the salon, and it has been closed for years, ever since my mother passed away. He explains that she used to throw a Christmas party in that room every year, but after she died, his father closed that room, and no one has been in there since. After, the, after thinking about it, though, he changes his mind and decides to open up that room and have the Christmas party like his mother used to throw. He asks Bella to move into the Tankford house and help him put on the party. So she arrives. She meets Stefan's assistant, Connie. She is shown the guest house, which is fantastic. And she pets a horse. Stefan shows Bella the salon and they share a dance. Bella says to Connie, I wish there was some way we could get the Duke positive publicity for this Christmas party. Connie tells Bella, you know, Stefan is more joyful since meeting you. Bella and Stefan help Connie bake a cake for this Christmas party. Neither one can bake, so the cake is a complete disaster and gets uh, fed to the horses. 
They share some more hot cocoa and an interrupted kiss when Stefan's manservant barges in and tells them, tells them, yeah, his luggage has been found. So Bella's services are no longer needed. Now it's time for the big Christmas event, big Christmas party at the Tangford house. Bella shows up in another red dress. Might be the same red dress that she was at before. I don't know. Stefan is wearing a blue tux that Bella picked out for him. A photographer takes a picture of them dancing and Stefan flips out. Bella says, hey, calm down, dude. I'm the one who invited him. I thought he could take some pictures and give you some good publicity. Stefan says, our business arrangement is over. He flips his lid. He says, here's your check. Hit the road. Then she sees him talking to another woman. She gets all upset, and she, so she goes to the guest room, packs up her things, and takes an Uber out of there. She leaves a Christmas gift for Stefan. It is a matchbox car because he said early in the, early in the movie that his mother used to give him matchbox cars and Christmas crackers every year. The next day, Bella is at her boutique taking inventory. The photographer from the night before shows up and gives her all the embarrassing pictures he took of her and Stefan. She asks, why are you giving me these? Why aren't you publishing them? He says, because my grandmother is Virginia from the senior center. She says, you are very kind to her, delivering clothes and dressing her up. Meredith asks her, what happened with the Duke? Bella says, it was just a business arrangement, nothing more. Meredith says, I think you're wrong because you made an impression on him. Didn't you hear his speech this morning? Bella says, what are you talking about, Willis? Meredith shows her a website that says, Duke of Tangford reveals recipient of Tangford Trust Award, and the recipient is Bella. So now she has enough money to open the mobile styling truck that she wants. Then back at the Tangford house, Stefan's manservant shows him the headlines in the newspaper where it says what a smashing success the Duke's Christmas party was. Stefan realizes that he overreacted the night before and that Bella was the one who created this good publicity. Just then, Bella shows up to thank him for the award. She drove an hour and a half not knowing if he was going to be there or not. He apologizes for getting upset at the party the night before. She apologizes for running out. He shows her the newspaper headlines. She says, is it okay that I'm in the newspaper photo with you? He says, of course. I want you to be in every photo with me from now on. They kiss and she becomes his official plus one for the rest of their lives. All right, that was that movie. So, let's chat about it. This movie, this movie was okay. It's not the best royal movie I've ever seen, but it's certainly not the worst. It is not as good as the other royal movies that Danica has made, such as The Winter Palace and Crown for Christmas. I think Crown for Christmas is the best Christmas movie she's ever done. The royal storyline has been done so many times 
it is hard to come up with fresh new takes on it. But I appreciate that they tried to do something different with this movie. The royal member reveal occurred at the beginning of the movie rather than hiding it until the end like they usually do in these royal movies. Usually the, the female lead doesn't find out he's a royal till the end of the movie and that's what creates all the conflict. She gets all upset and says, oh, you lied to me, you're royal. But anyway, it came out right at the beginning in this movie, so that was good. The storyline of having him lose his luggage and her having to dress him for a week was something I hadn't seen before, so I appreciate that original storyline there. But the movie doesn't have any pizzazz to it. There's nothing spectacular about it, unfortunately. It's just your average royal movie. But you know what? If that's what you're looking for, then you probably like this movie. I also thought that the conflict was a little weak in this movie. The fact that he gets mad because some photographer takes his picture. I mean, come on. He's a member of the royal family. They get their picture taken 100 times a day. He should be used to it. So that part was a little hard for me to believe. I do think Damon did a good job with his accent. I thought it was uh, convincing. So what I would say is if you haven't seen this one, watch it at your own risk. Don't expect anything to blow your socks off. It is just an average royal movie to me. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. If you're into that sort of thing, then more power to you. All right, let me get this. Let me get my photos back up here. Wow, nuts. Hold on a minute. Okay, there we go. Had to get to the right slide. Now let's chat about Christmas in Maple Hills. This one premiered on November 27th. Stars Marcus Rosner and Emily Alitalo. Directed by Marco Eufemia, something like that. It's written by Jennifer Snow. This movie starts off in 1941. We meet a woman named Marguerite who shares a dance with a soldier named Duke. At least, that's his nickname. He says to her, that's what the soldiers call him. She tells him how she lives on a farm in a hick town in the middle of nowhere, and she would like to travel and see the world. He says he would love to live on a farm in a small town. Then we fast forward to the present day. We meet Valerie on a dairy farm. She bottles maple syrup and makes maple ice cream. Her father has a cough, so she takes him to a veteran's medical clinic where she meets a traveling physician named Walker who is in town for the holidays, and then he is taking a job in Florida. She does a video call with her brother asking him when he's coming home for Christmas. He says, I have a girlfriend. He sa she says, no problem, bring her along. Her dad tells her she should talk with the bank to get a loan so they can start their own creamery. She finds out at the bank that the land her farm is on is not registered to her family. The title is under D Property Company. Her friend who works at the clinic with Walker tells her to talk with Walker because he is a history buff and knows a lot about the history of the town. So Val and Walker go out to lunch. 
we find out that Walker and his father have a strained relationship. It's never explained why, though. All Walker says is that his father served in the Gulf and had a difficult time reintegrating into society when he, when he got home. Valerie finds out her grandmother was a home front hostess who flirted and danced with the soldiers, and their job was to lift the spirits of the soldiers. We get another flashback where Marguerite gives her address to Duke, even though she's not allowed to. He gives her a blue hanky and says he will write to her every day. Val's brother tells her she should leave the ranch. She says, no way. Walker shows up at the farm and helps Valerie bottle maple syrup. He says, this farm is a lot of work. Have you ever, ever had any help? She says, no, but my great-grandparents did, and my mother used to talk about him. And we get another flashback of a ranch hand named Douglas helping Marguerite on the farm there, Valerie's grandmother. He also served in the military, but was sent home due to an injury. Duke wrote letters to Marguerite, but could not mail them because her address got smudged on the back of the picture that she gave him. And then we get another flashback from to, to 1942. Marguerite meets Mr. Dunfield Jr whose father owns the factory Marguerite is working in. He is also a former military. So this Marguerite has three guys in her life. And all three names start with the letter D. So that's the mystery of this movie. Valerie is planning a party at the Veterans Hall to celebrate her grandparents' 75th wedding anniversary. She finds a box that belongs to her grandmother. It has a pearl necklace in it and old pictures and love letters signed by D. The mystery grows deeper. So now Marguerite is wondering who this D guy is. D's not her grandfather. Who is it? Did her grandmother have another love besides her grandfather? Ooh, that's what she's wondering. We see Marguerite back in the 40s writing and mailing letters to Duke and being disappointed that he isn't writing back. Well, I don't know where she is mailing these letters or how she's mailing them because she doesn't know the guy's first name or last name. All she knows is his nickname, Duke. That's it. You can't mail letters to someone just based on a nickname. You got to know their real name. And also, how does she know where to mail the letters? Because she, she has no idea where the guy is stationed. Holly, Valerie's friend, convinces her to change the theme of the anniversary party to a party which honors everyone who served in World War II, along with the women who were part of the home front hostesses. Valerie and Walker have an interrupted kiss when Ben, Valerie's brother, shows up with his girlfriend, who is a big city girl who hates farm life. Ben suggests the family compete in their annual Christmas games competition, Ben's girlfriend gets into it. They have a dart throwing contest, pin the beard on the Santa, a bean bag toss, charades, and Ben and his girlfriend Ashley win. 
Walker and Valerie cut down a Christmas tree. Then Walker says he might give up traveling and stay in town for her. He confesses his love to her and she doesn't say anything. Complete silence. Oh, awkward. <laughs> I hate when that happens. We get an emotional scene between Walker and his father. Again, we still don't learn what his father's problem is and why he doesn't like Walker. Walker looks through an old photo album that belonged to his grandmother. He finds a picture of Valerie's grandfather, Henry. He turns it over and sees the name Duke written on the back. Ah, then the light bulbs start to go off. Then we get another flashback of Marguerite giving the pearl necklace back to her boss and telling him her heart belongs to someone else. Then we see Douglas, the ranch hand, leaving the ranch and saying goodbye. Ah, now we know who D is. Then we see Duke slash Henry arriving home and arriving at Marguerite's ranch. He's standing right outside her mailbox. How did he find her ranch? He doesn't know Marguerite's address. <laughs> Which is why he couldn't mail any of the letters to her. And also, he's standing right outside her farmhouse, and he doesn't even go in to say hi. He just says, oh, this must be where she lives. Okay, I'm leaving. He just walks away. Oh, yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense. Then Valerie and Walker find more love letters that her grandparents wrote. They realize that D on the letters stands for Duke. Valerie visits Walker's father to thank him for his mother's photo albums. She asks for a chessboard that he makes and invites him to the veteran Christmas party that she is throwing. Walker finds a picture of Duke proposing to Marguerite at the veteran town hall and gets the idea that he should propose to Valerie at the Christmas party, even though she was completely silent when he confessed his love to her and he told his father that she wasn't interested in him. Then we get a flashback of Duke proposing to Marguerite and telling her his real name, which is Henry. So he proposed to her after one dance that happened three years ago, and he hasn't spent a minute of time with her since. <laughs> then Walker gets down on one knee and pops the question to Val in front of the Christmas tree at the Veteran Hall, just like Duke did. And he is proposing to someone who he said is not interested in him. <laughs> so they also get engaged after knowing each other for about two weeks because they met uh, right before Christmas. Then we get the best scene of the movie. Okay, yeah, this was an emotional scene. When Walker, who is celebrating Christmas with Valerie's family on Christmas morning, his dad shows up and gives Walker a big hug and wishes him Merry Christmas. All right, this scene definitely got to me. We still didn't find out what was going on between the two. Still have no clue why his dad was mad at him throughout this entire movie and wouldn't talk to him. Valerie's father announces he is going to give part of the property to her to start a creamery and her brother wants to invest in it. Walker and Valerie say they are going to get married in the spring after only knowing each other for three months. Well, at this point, they only knew each other for a few weeks. 
They're done going to do a spring wedding. Walker and Valerie kiss, and they both make maple ice cream happily ever after. So this movie is an interesting one. I enjoyed this movie, but there are a lot of DMSs in this movie, and those are things that did not make sense. To start off, it's hard to believe that Valerie didn't know her grandfather was in the military, and also that his nickname was Duke. She says she checked the military records and found no one with her grandfather's name ever being in the military. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense because everyone who serves in the military has a record. And the record would not have been registered under his nickname. It would have been regist registered under his real name, Henry. The paperwork on the D property company, the lease, would have been signed by her grandfather under his real name, Henry. So it doesn't make sense that he didn't sign this paperwork. It's also, like I mentioned before, it never explained why Walker's father doesn't like Walker and why, what the problem is he has with him. I don't know. And Marguerite mailing letters to someone whose name she doesn't even know or where he's stationed, like I said before, all she, all she knows is his nickname. <laughs> She's mailing these letters. So I'm sure he never got the letters. I'm surprised they weren't returned to her from the post office. And then another thing that didn't make sense was Walker proposing to Valerie when he told his father that she wasn't interested. So what makes, if, if, if Walker thought she wasn't interested, why would he propose to her? I don't know. Didn't quite get that. But the things that I did enjoy about this movie, I enjoyed the flashbacks that took place in the 40s. I thought those were fun. I enjoyed Marcus and Emily. Thought they were good together. And I liked the mystery of this movie. I liked that there was a, a little Christmas mystery going on. Because you don't usually see mysteries in Christmas movies. So I appreciated that. The mystery in this movie was there were three guys whose name began with D in Marguerite's life. And so throughout the movie, you were trying to guess and to figure out who Marguerite married. So that was the best part of this movie. I like that. And I did enjoy the emotional scene, like I said before, at the very end, when Walker's father shows up on Christmas morning. I thought that, I thought that, that, that was really good. So if you're going to watch this movie, let me, let me warn you. You have to watch this movie with your brain turned off in order to enjoy it. You can't think about all the stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. You kind of have to let that go and just appreciate the movie for for what it is. Because I did appreciate the movie. I did enjoy it, even though I was scratching my head through a lot of it. I still liked it. So next time when we chat, we're going to continue the Christmas movies. I'm going to chat about Christmas on Windmill Way and the Jingle Bell Jubilee. So make sure you're um, subscribed to the, to the podcast on YouTube if you want to watch it. Or if you just want to listen, make sure you're, subs you're subscribed on the podcast apps. And of course, you can always follow along. Follow me on social media at Chad or yeah, at Chad Maurice is my personal account. But the podcast account is at Great American Chat. So until next time, you keep the faith, keep smiling. Keep your friends close and keep your great American family closer.